probably not the best person to watch TV or listen to the radio with. And it's mostly because I hate commercials. Now, I don't know if there's anybody out there that says they really like commercials. I just happen to be particularly overly critical, maybe. You know, you kind of have a comment here, and I'm sure eventually somebody who I may or may not live with might, you know, get a little frustrated with it. I don't know. Um, but there is one commercial on the radio that every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, it's kind of a nice commercial. And it's the ones, and you've probably heard it, that kind of encourage people to adopt or to foster children, you know, about, uh, and, it, and it kind of describes, you know, the struggles of parenting. It's like you don't have to be a perfect parent to give somebody a nice home to live in, you know, whether it's a, a child who's, who's unwanted or one that's just in the middle of going from one place to the next as a foster parent. I thought, that's a, those are always really nice kind of touching commercials. Because it, I think it really does get to something, you know, about parenting that's not an easy thing. Not something that, it, it's got a huge responsibility. I mean, you look at how important it is to raise children. I mean, the, raising children, if it's done well, that means the future is going to be bright. And if things kind of go off tracks, it's, it's generational issues. So it's a huge responsibility. And know so many people that it, it's an overwhelming one. It's a, it's a burden one. And because of that and how important it is, the church gives us this great feast day today. The church gives us the feast day of the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph and invites us to imitate, to look towards the holy family for some guidance as to how we live family life. And Jesus, of course, gives this incredible example that he becomes a child and lives in a family. God just doesn't show up on the human scene and just at 33 years old say, look, here I am, ready to go. But he grows in a family. But he doesn't give like teachings primarily about how to live family life, right? He doesn't give like a long discourse. Of course, a lot of what Jesus says can be applied to family life, but it's not directly there. Rather, he just simply enters into family life. He just simply lives it and transforms it, in some ways you could say, from the inside out. And in reflecting on like, how to be a holy family, how to imitate it, how to, how to live as Christ would want us to live, I thought of a little, a little line that somebody told me. I've got a, a friend who's a priest out in California. And he, he said, simply he said, I realize just what it means to be a priest is that you're just simply a beggar like everybody else, but you kind of know where the bread's kept. That's really a good image for not just being a priest, but also for being a parent, a beggar that knows where to find bread. And you think about this, first of all, to be a beggar means that we're insufficient on our own account. It means that we're lacking something. A beggar is one realizes they have needs and is ready to acknowledge that. And for us, that's got to be who we are. If we're going to be beggars, we realize that we don't have everything figured out on ourselves, that we're not self-made people. We're not able to, to meet all of our own needs. And part of that is just written right into family life. Families, you have to cooperate. You have to support each other. You have to be there to take care and to meet each other's needs. But of course, this means for our faith life, too, that we're also beggars. There were also ones that realized, like, we're not going to make it to heaven on our own. If we go, go to the, the gates on the day of our judgment, we knock on the door and say, hey, I'm here, I've done, I've made it, I'm successful. God will look at us and say, yeah, who really, who really did that? Are you really a beggar? And this always hits a particular kind of place about everybody realizing they're a beggar and how important this is in family life 
in the fall and kind of winter because we, we have first reconciliation happen. And there's so many great examples of first reconciliation and parents bringing their children to confession. But there's also really painful experiences where a parent will bring their child to first reconciliation but won't go themselves. And you think, man, your child's probably, they, they're, they're, they're noticing this. They're noticing that their parent doesn't have a need for God's mercy and what sort of example that sets. And of course, Mary lives this so well. Of course, she's created perfect, she's created immaculate, and yet Mary is one who's there, who recognizes that her soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, she says. She hasn't done all of this on her own, but she receives it first from God. She realizes that her whole life depends upon the Lord. We're all beggars. But hopefully we know where to find the bread. Hopefully we know where to go to recognize where our needs, where our insufficiencies can be met. That in our own brokenness, our own kind of just weariness and need of mercy, we've walked the path. And that's what a parent has done. Somebody who's trudged the path before their children and knowing full well their own brokenness, they can help a child navigate their own shortcomings. They can help a child experience mercy when they really have fallen down. Not because a parent stands up and said, I'm perfect, you have to be like me. But so a parent can say, I've screwed up too. Let me show you the path to healing. Let me show you how the Lord has forgiven me, how the Lord has helped me. I have some friends that I, I always think are like model parents, but probably one of the hardest days of their life was the day that they had to bury their two-month-old child. And they have, they have other kids, and this was a couple years back. And I remember looking out at their funeral mass and thinking, this is probably the most formative experience of their kids' faith. Because their parents came to that funeral mass in absolute need of God's mercy. And to watch their parents really pray and wrestle with what God's calling them to do and how the Lord's calling them to live, thought they've taught their kids so much about practicing their Catholic faith, but this is the best lesson right here, that they keep going to Mass, that they keep coming to, to pray, that they keep going to confession. That's the example, that they're beggars, but in the spite of their brokenness, they know where to find bread. They know where to find the Lord. They've experienced it and they've trudged that path before them. And then, of course, willing to show others. Right? If a beggar has found bread and all they do is just keep it to themselves, it's their own little stockpile, their own little like squirrel's pile of acorns, well, that's a failure in generosity. And so for us, if as parents or as priests or as aunts, uncles, grandparents, we've been beggars who found bread, We've been given the duty to share that, to point to others the way to follow, the way to go to find the Lord. And that's so patient. It takes so much kind of concern, so much dedication, so much perseverance. But you get, we see, get that great example today in the gospel where Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple. And of course, Jesus isn't going to be the 12-year-old child that kicks and screams when his parents say, let's go to the temple. But yet they still make the plans to go there. They don't kind of brush it off, but yet they're willing to take their child to the temple. And then we get the goal. The goal of all of this, of parents living as beggars that know where to find bread and showing their kids how to find it, the goal we see in Jesus. 
their child gets lost in the temple. Their child just wants to hang out in the temple and not leave. That's the ideal, that hopefully we've taken our children, we've taken those that we love to a place that they're just simply ready to waste time with God in their lives, that they're willing to stay there before anywhere else, that they don't want to go home when they know the Lord is present. And that ultimately is the the goal of family life, to help each and every individual discover the Lord and his plan for their lives. That's why we pray that prayer for vocations at every Mass, that all of us here were created for some definite purpose. And the hope, the goal of our families is to help us find that purpose, but ultimately the God-given purpose, not the one we create for ourselves, but the one that the Lord has planned for us and to discover how the Lord has invited us on this incredible adventure. Yesterday, we celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ, this little child born in Bethlehem. The literal translation for Bethlehem is the house of bread, that Jesus, the bread of life, is born in the house of bread to nourish each and every one of us, He comes to us as this small child. He comes to us as this vulnerable gift of the Eucharist to nourish us, to sustain us, to meet our needs. And we come here day in and day out, week in and week out, recognizing that all of us, whether we're a mother, a father, a grandparent, a priest, a religious sister, a deacon, every one of us is just simply a beggar. And hopefully we know where to find the bread. We know that we can find the bread in him who is the bread of life, in Jesus Christ who's born in the house of bread to nourish his people, to give strength to families, and to give hope in times of darkness.